Hey guys, welcome back to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. This week, Adrian, we're going to do something special. We're going to bring a recent skills workshop that you and I both hosted that we send out to the entire McGraw network on a weekly basis. Now, listeners, you're going to get this pretty much every fortnight, but what it is is tapping into the skills and challenges and objectives and traits that you need to use out in the field to make your business grow. Adrian, why did we do this and why is it so important in the field right now? It goes to my love, uh, Troy, which is that paradigm between motivational and practitioner work. So I always made a commitment if I ever coached or trained agents that I could share dialogue and strategies and systems and checklists that they can implement into their business the same day or the next day and move the needle with listings and sales because that is our KPI and that's what we're measured on. And I like to have my agents achieve immediate results from the work that we do. Hey, listeners, if you like this, rate it five stars, send us a review, send us questions, because we want to make sure that it's relevant for you every single week. Enjoy the episode. Guys, welcome back. Episode six in uh, the skills workshop that we've been running out on a Friday morning. So guys, keep an eye out for it. Every Friday morning, you're going to be seeing episodes and continued episodes coming through from Adrian and myself. Adrian, we mentioned last week that we were going to focus on this week talking about using case studies and other people's sales to really leverage the opportunity to get new business. We always see it in the listing appointment. We use case studies to justify price and comparable sales. But how did you use to use and how do you still use yes. other people's sales, not only within McGrath, but also around the area to really sure. leverage your skill set uh, to get the business? Sure. Okay. So I've got a preference to show McGrath sales yeah, and current course. listings. However, I get that in some instances, if if there's a extremely appropriate or extremely comparable sale to the one that you're, or listing to the one that you're actually looking at, uh, I think it's important to, to go beyond McGrath. However, uh, a visual tool in my opinion, is is best practice, okay? And the best visual tool that I found was the iPad. And literally going to uh, mcgrath.com, going to sold, going to Coogee, for example, uh, unticking surrounding suburbs, because that's a little hack that I would suggest, because otherwise it blows up and you've got a lot of uh, suburbs that surround it, if you're just focused on Coogee. And look at each property as it sold and be able to click on it and show the client this is the accommodation this was the price uh, guide this is what it sold for this is the floor plan okay but what you also need separate to that Troy which I was coaching Stefan Bertram on yesterday is your last 20 or 30 sales with a column on each around okay this is the address this was the original price guide this is the actual adjusted price guide either up or down during yeah, the campaign. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This was the number of open house uh, inspectors either first week, second week, third week. This was the amount of registrations we had. Okay, This was the amount of contracts we issued and this was the end sale price. So I've found that to use at the listing appointment vital just to display to the owners, you know what, there's a story that occurs here mm. um, and you know what, that the direction and the course of the campaign may alter but during that uh, story, you can see at the end that there's a beautiful ending. 
to that yeah. story, okay? But it might have been a bit of a rocky road, either in upwards or downwards fashion to actually get there. And what I like to do is display how the open house numbers changed after each week, if and when the price guide was adjusted, if necessary. So that's vital. Yeah, one of the things that we do have at our disposal is on the intranet under the resources tab is the case studies template. And what you just said there covers it off beautifully. Yeah. What was the property address, thumbnail of the property? Uh, what was the configuration? What was the listed price? What was the advertised price? What was the end result? Yes. How many bidders were at the red actual auction if they were registered? Yes. And then what was the buyer origin as well to know where they are? And the final part of that I forgot to mention was the amount of money spent as a VPA. So Correct. vendor paid advertising. So yes. guys, you can see that Adrian's painting a real visual picture on how to say to the vendor, listen, if you follow the similar strategy to XYZ property, you will get a similar result. You will get a great result. Most people turn to that third party approval and a reference point as a case study is fantastic. That's I also right. like the thing about going to McGrath.com. Not only seeing the whole visual carousel yeah. of the images, but tapping into the floor plan because I know myself, yes. as soon as I go to a property, the first thing I want to do is see the floor plan. I want to see the dimensions of the room and I want yes. to have that as my main comparison, yes. not the aesthetics of the photo. Absolutely. The only hack I can give people, Troy, is that some of the sold prices, unfortunately, on McGrath.com might be with your colleague and they, they're undisclosed, so they're withheld. Get that information beforehand, yep. okay, and get the approval of your colleague that you can, as a minimum, at least provide a range of what it's sold for because there's nothing worth than you sitting in the lounge room pressing on something, say it's sold, and the client says, Well, how much did that sell for? and you, and you don't know. Yeah. So, I think that that's a really important hack to actually. Uh, prepare for. And leading the, the Kuji and the Marubra teams for as long as you did uh, and still do today, how often were you doing that as a stock focus, talking about results and saying, oh, you know what, 123 Smith Street, that would be comparable. You've got to use that when you go and present. I know you're going to be in there for a listing appointment. Yes. Would you be sharing that dialogue around a sales meeting? Absolutely. So well, when we first opened the office, Troy, at Kuji, uh, initially, uh, for the first three years, it was a weekly sales meeting. Okay, so that was really to ramp up. It was a new territory. We we were very fortunate that the office became, you know, number two uh, in the network really quickly, which is all due to the beautiful and talented people in there. Um, but the agenda was really simple. Okay, uh, after three years, it went to fortnightly because we think we, we had it we had it covered. But the the agenda was really simple. It was okay. What's the auctions look like this week? Okay, so Bream Street, Coogee, Angus. Tell me who your top buyers are. Mm -hmm. uh, the Smiths, the Joneses, and the Taylors. Great, okay, uh, has anyone spoken to those buyers? Uh, Mark might say, yeah, actually, the Joneses contacted me about something else. Okay, can we hold off showing them um, Dolphin Street until the auction this Saturday? Huge degree of intimacy around the buyers, yeah. okay? Then a new listing would pop up and we'd say, okay, let's have a, do we do a virtual tour, if you like, on the screen? So the first person the agent sold the property to was his or her colleagues. So we'd go through the, the photos and the floor plan and say, and that agent would stand up and say, okay, this property uh, I listed through a referral because yep. I always I like to identify where the listing came from because that's just an endorsement for that person's business and where they're getting their, their uh, leads from. Uh, secondly, with the, the price guide is 1.3. Um, it would suit a family of young children because there's no stairs. It's single level accommodation. Uh, and then we'd go around the room and say, okay, who was the under bit of last week on um, uh, Carrington Road. Okay, it was it was it was Troy or, or or his partner or whatever. And then we say, okay, why don't we set to show them through this week? So yeah. huge degree of intimacy around current stock, uh, past in uh, auctions and upcoming auctions for that Saturday. 
So a question that I have, at the listing appointment, if someone says, that one's not comparable, my house is worth much more than that. Yes. How did you overcome that at the listing time? Because that's a common question that we do do always get is, yes. that one's not comparable, mine's worth heaps more, it's on the north side, yes. and it gets much more light, and I've got a pool, right? Yes. That's the basic dialogue that yes. we see a lot, guys, out in the field. Yeah. How did you overcome that? Look, I think the dialogue's really simple, Troy. It's like, you know what, Troy, I don't disagree with you. Um, I feel that that value for the lack of a better word, is a very subjective term. And there's one buyer who will feel it's worth a certain amount because a pool is a non-negotiable for them. They're, they're not even going to look at houses that don't have a pool. Okay, For others, parking is a non-negotiable for them. They've got two expensive cars worth a combined value of $300,000. So that is a non-negotiable. So that subjectivity comes into it. Now, what we need to do, Troy, is not necessarily appeal to 95% of the market, which I think will have a, a, a mass exposure as far as that's concerned anyway, but we need to really hone in on that 5% that has hyper-focus around the beautiful features of your home. So we're not here tonight to decide what your property's worth. What we're here to do is ensure we focus on the best possible marketing plan, the best possible form of presentation, and for you to select an agent that you can like and trust to give you the best communication and sit down with you every week and show you the ratio between web hits and physical inspections and work out a plan and take a pulse each week as we go to ensure the campaign is on track. How do you feel about that? Fantastic. Great. Perfect. And that's your dialogue that you would use verbatim. Verbatim. Right. And the success rate, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, but was there anyone that ever kind of hesitated around that or said, listen, I still need to see another couple of people? Uh, look, that goes back to the uh, pre-listing questionnaire, though, because... Yeah. As a lot of people know that I'm coaching with the pre-listing questionnaire, one of my questions is, this is on the phone before we get there, is are you seeing other agents? And my goal is actually to be the last agent. So two obvious obstacles and objections which are very hard to overcome and agents will be able to relate to this is one, you do a cracker listing presentation for two hours and the husband and wife are not there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, only yeah. the wife. So yeah. one of my pre-listing questions is will both title owners be at the property? And if not, I ensure that they are. The second one is you do a cracker listing presentation they say, that's great, Adrian, but I've got three more agents to see. Very hard to overcome as well. What do you say? Well, you shouldn't see them. So I'll always try and position myself as the last agent. Mm -hmm. So two obvious obstacles which are virtually impossible to overcome in my opinion with scripts and dialogues is both title owners not being there yep. and more agents coming through so do everything you possibly can to identify that at the pre-listing questionnaire with yeah, that initial phone call so you'll also notice on the the internet under the resources tab we actually have i think it was kind of formulated from you adrian Probably. a little while ago uh the pre-listing questionnaire and it goes through very methodically three or uh, it's actually five or six key questions yeah. to ask before you attend the listing appointment to make sure that all decision makers are there whether that be husband and wife or whether that be siblings with a deceased estate, whatever the circumstances may be sure. uh, absolutely right and then positioning yourself as the hyper local knowledge expert and by you doing going in last you kind of say well, other people may have said this. I want to show you the stats and the figures and also the market share analysis that shows that we're the number one agency to go with. Adrian, really important to remember that case studies tell great stories mm -hmm. and the way that you can articulate them to get the best result for your clients and position yourself as that expert will remain paramount ever forever, in my opinion. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I mean, that's the best reference and one of the most fundamental, tangible tools that you're going to be able to use in that appointment. 
Guys, again, keep your questions coming in. Uh, this was a really short episode. We love seeing uh, the feedback that we're getting. Uh, it's all been good, which is surprising. Hey, that's great, <laughs> right? <laughs> but keep the questions coming in because we're going to be tackling a lot more of them going forward. Uh, we probably will go through the pre-listing questionnaire sure. in the next couple of weeks because yeah. I think that's a nice one to focus on. And while uh, we've seen a transferring market, a transitioning market, it's really important to remember that what you say and how you say it mm. is going to create the greatest amount of impact, not only on the phone, but also when you get in the living room. Absolutely. Guys, thanks again. We'll see you all again next week coming up to episode number seven. My lucky number. Cheers.